This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Victoria on the ones and two. She's a big Panthers fan. It was an exciting time for her Friday at about 5.45 when the Panthers made the move, shipped a few draft picks the way the way of the Chicago Bears to get the first overall pick in the draft. I'm sure Jim Zoki felt a uh, a certain type of way, and he joins us, color commentator for the Panthers Radio Network. You hear him on 99.9 The Fan of Raleigh all year long. Uh, whether we agree with the move or not, and some people don't agree with it, I, f- I feel like the organization needs credit for being bold for a change. This was a bold move. It's not trading up from a fourth-round spot to a third-round spot. This is big time. So uh, I think everybody should be excited about it. It's about as bold of a move as I think they maybe have made in uh, franchise history as far as a trade goes. And I was actually on the golf course Friday. My phone started blowing up. I think Victoria might have been the only one who did not text me while I was playing golf on Friday <laughs> to say, what did you think about the trade? And, of course, I have to start thinking, well, which team are we talking about? <laughs> oh, it's the Panthers. I mean, it could be a college. I mean, it could be a pro. It could be a... Right. So, anyways, I, I, yeah, I think it's – I'll say this. I, Chicago did well, no doubt about it. They got a haul and on the Chicago perspective. Get that out of the way. They, they did very well in this trade. For the Panthers, they bought themselves the Willy Wonka golden ticket. Yeah. And they give themselves a chance. And uh, and we just again, you never know. Sure, they got they have the pick of the litter, uh, but we've seen you know Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold were here last season, number one and number three in the 2018 class. You just never know for sure. Will it be boom bust or mediocrity? So uh, really, you don't know until you get in and, and start playing with whoever it is. But I do think this: they were in NFL draft jail at number nine. They were going to have no chance at anything better than the fifth quarterback prospect sitting still. Uh, so to me, I think this was a move they had to make. Houston at two is going to go quarterback. So I, it makes all the sense in the world to me that they did what they had to to get to number one. Because I think most of us view the first two potential quarterback picks are a little bit ahead of the next two in terms of just pre-draft evaluation. Right. Don't know what their careers will look like. But as we sit here today, it's uh, it's Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud ahead of everybody else. So you had to put yourself at one because two wasn't coming off at Houston. Jim Zoki is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. So we just spoke with Danny Cannell. Before I tell you the names of the two players, uh, and Cannell, of course, longtime Florida State quarterback, New York Giant backup for a long time, and now uh, works for CBS and Sirius XM and uh, all of that. Uh, he said one of them was the safe pick and one of them was the best pick. <laughs> Who do you think that he was talking about? I'm going to venture a guess that Stroud is the uh, the safe pick uh, because of his height, and uh, you know he brings uh, all the typical NFL intangibles, more of a pocket guy and so forth. And I think you know, Bryce Young brings that excitement level of being maybe better than Kyler Murray, and you know Murray's been you know okay at times, he's been sensational at times, and he's been really bad at times. So it's kind of a bit bigger, you know, high to uh, floor to ceiling range on that kind of a pick. But uh, both are quality kids first of all excellent football players but projecting them as pros i would say stroud is probably the safer pick of the two very good that's exactly what when we started off in the when i asked very good you win, you know you win a prize jim uh when we started off talking about t-shirt to, what do i get <laughs> uh we'll send you a coffee mug and we have coffee mugs and t-shirts uh okay, either so one. We'll, we'll send them both to uh we'll we'll send the coffee mug wrapped 
in a T-shirt, if that's okay with you. Uh, <laughs> Even so, better. <laughs> so w- when we started off the conversation, he said Stroud is the safe pick because of all those things that you mentioned. You know, the funny thing is, is that he will be associated with every quarterback who played at Ohio State for the last however many years. But he's not that. He's not Justin Fields. Fields was the athlete who was also a quarterback. Stroud is the quarterback who the questions have all been about athleticism. Uh, and he he moved pretty well against Georgia. So mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, oh, okay, he's answered that question for us. But it's the other things that are really more quarterbacky that I think a lot of people love. Personally, and I think you're right, every, th- every time I have watched Bryce Young play, he has jumped out to me as a guy who just looks the part He's just t- he's just kind of tiny, and we had that. I mean, I'm not going to compare their abilities, but you know, we just watched Baker Mayfield for part of last season get batted passes down. So you do have to do things uh, to create passing lanes, get him out of the pocket, take advantage of his skill set of running. So it's there. And again, he'll, he's he's not going to leave the top two or three in the draft at the worst. So he'll he'll be he'll be off the board very early in Stroud, and he may be ahead of Stroud. The Panthers may pick Bryce Young. We don't know, uh, but I, I think Stroud again. Brings the accuracy, which is the same thing Bryce Young brings. Uh, I think Stroud's even got a little bit, you know, bigger arm, and you know we'll mm-hmm. see a little bit more at his pro day. But you know, I think Bryce Young has an okay arm. It's a it's an NFL arm, but I think Stroud has uh, more effortless uh, deep balls and out routes and those kind of things with what we've seen. I'm I grew up in Ohio, so I'm an Ohio State fan. I've watched way too much Big Ten and <laughs> Ohio State football, and I I thought by now Justin Fields would be a superstar. To be honest with you, right? with the right coaching. And right players around him, I still think Justin Fields could be exceptional. Uh, but I do think uh, C.J. Stroud can't be very good. You know, Again, if you're mm-hmm. in the top, if they get him at number one or Bryce Young and they end up being in the top half of the league, top third of the league in quarterbacks, that's all you can ask. I mean, that would be such a leap up. And uh, you would take that right now, just knowing if you had, like, the 12th best quarterback based on just the, you know, the way this league has been going and so many busts at the top of the draft through the years. Jim Zoki is joining us here, Panthers Radio Network. Here's the thing that they did earlier today that I think is, I don't know if it's under the radar or because Aaron Rodgers is sucking all the air out of the room, <laughs> but I love the move to get Hayden Hurst. We've been ta- I've been talking about this with having to send DJ Moore in the deal to Chicago. They basically have no good receivers for whoever the quarterback is to throw to. Now, we know that they'll end up with them, but... Hurst is a very good pass-catching tight end. All you had to do was watch the playoffs to see how he uh, impacted the game for Cincinnati. Uh, I actually think this is a great move. I don't know what the numbers are. You may, but I kind of love this move. No, I think it, it's it's not only a good move, but you know, by Panthers standards, since Greg Olson, I mean, this is like getting Travis Kelsey in this office. <laughs> right. <laughs> we had no, like, no production at, at tight end over the past couple of years, and so it's a three-year deal. But, again, those things are always negotiated <laughs> down if they need to be and whatever. He's 29, former first-round pick, just a competent pro, the tight end, who's grown into a better pass blocker. So he's not just a one-dimensional right. catch-the-ball guy. But if he catches, you know, 45 passes for 500 yards, that's great. I mean, that's that's all they expect. You just want some production where it's a threat. And beyond that, you're in the red zone. You know, they struggle with red zone production. Just to have a guy, that big target tight end, that's how you do it in the NFL is when that field gets short, you need those bigger targets and just have not had anybody really competent in that uh, position or even just a big bodied receiver. That's reliable in any form over the past couple of years. 
Right, they've also they brought back Bradley Bozeman. Uh, I know mm-hmm. they're uh, they're working on some other things on the offensive line. I know they re-signed Shaq Thompson to an extension. Uh, what what do you? I know uh, I love the Von Bell signing too. I think yep. it's a good compliment to Jeremy Chin. So I think Scott Fitterer is checking off a lot of boxes. What is the box that he has yet to uh, check off that you think that they have to do? Well, we still don't know who the number one running back and number one wide receiver are. So right. we'll uh, we'll see. And uh, Adam Thielen happens to be in town today mm-hmm. visiting with his team. I don't know around the league that Adam Thielen would be viewed as a number one, but he would certainly be, uh, again, another competent uh, guy who's been around. He's had great career, don't get me wrong, but at this stage of his career, is is just going to be a, a good football player. Otherwise, Minnesota would still have him. You know, they've made an offer to Deontay Foreman at running back. You know, will he be the lead back? Will he accept it, or will it be somebody else? You can find running backs, as we know. So those are the two biggest things, is just filling in the skill positions. And, you know, they, again, still have second and third and two fourth-round picks. So they've got opportunities in the draft, other things in free agency still to be done. But to me, at this point, I used to I think the last time I came on your show, I said another compliment to DJ Moore, like another number one type receiver. <laughs> right. I think DJ's good. I think he's like a, like a, a, a low one, not like the high two, but a low one. I think they could have had even like a, a speedier number one guy. Uh, so I think that still stands out. Um, and then as far as uh, running back goes, that's, that's wide open. So if it's not Deontay Foreman, you do have Chuba Hubbard, but you're kind of otherwise uh, starting from scratch at running back, which is then a, not a huge concern. They're plentiful, and mm-hmm. as we found by picking up Deontay Foreman last year. Yeah, you can find running backs at number uh, at number four or five. By the way, you and I are on the same uh, wavelength when it comes to DJ Moore. I think if you're a really good team, if you are a contending team, he's mm-hmm. probably your two, uh, and that would be fine. And he'd be a great two. I do think he is a lower end of the spectrum one, but uh, there are people who value him a lot more than that. Let me ask you about... The the potential he hasn't been released yet. Uh, would would Ezekiel Elliott be interesting to you? I just uh, feel like over the last two years he's just not been special. I mean, he was so good when he came into the league. So to me, obviously, if it's like something where he's a reasonable salary cap figure guy, yeah, yeah put him in there. Uh, but I I just feel like the, the the wheels aren't what they were before. A little bit of a plotter at this point, so. Again, injuries have caught up with him. He, he feels like a shorter lifespan running back to me. It doesn't feel like a 10-year guy in this league. So uh, to me, if you did, it'd be a, a one-year rental. Uh, and that's how I would view Ezekiel. Yeah, one-year rental and really part of a tandem. So I don't even know if he would be. you would pair him with Chuba, but if you could get Elliott and another running back, maybe Foreman, maybe those two guys would work mm-hmm. well together. The one thing we know that Ezekiel Elliott is excellent at is pass protection. And that would be really good for a rookie quarterback. I mean, this kind of goes without saying. If you take quarterback number one overall, he's probably going to play right away, no? See, that's what I've been telling people. People use that word bridge. I go, if you got the number one pick, there's no bridge. There's a backup route right. <laughs> for when he, when he gets hurt or basically for when he gets hurt. I mean, if he's not doing well, I would play him. Cam Newton played his first game. He threw for 400 yards. This is going to be something who's drafted. I like grooming a guy and letting people know the pecking order. Uh, let him work with the ones. You know, the offensive line is stout. If we had offensive line issues, that would be different. I would say let's not get the kid killed. He's got a really good offensive line. All five starters are back. Uh, you'll have some weapons by the time they get done with the draft and free agency. So I think in a good coaching staff, obviously. So I think 
offensively. Uh, I would I would groom whoever it is at number one to be your guy, and Andy Dalton is the backup. Right. And that's just how it is unless someone sprains an ankle. All right, final thing for Jim Zoki, and this is based on news that happened in the last hour with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, breaking the news, even though we already knew it, uh, that he was going to the Jets in the uh, in the bracket of sports uh, and entertainment. Is there a higher seed than Aaron Rodgers playing for the New York Jets? Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend, Coach Pete DeRuta with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? Really, there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and, and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. No, because Brady's gone, so it's got to be. <laughs> it's got to be. And Aaron, you see, I don't know, he's, he's become this dramatic guy. Everything is, you know, going into and emerging from caves four days later. <laughs> it's uh, I, every year with Green Bay, is staying or going or whatever, and he's pouting and he's breaking up with a girl and getting up with another girl. So in New York, to have all that, just every microcosm of that under the spotlight, uh, I think it's great. I, I think it's actually not a bad move by New York. They, they again, just another reminder about drafting Zach Wilson, number two overall pick. <laughs> Sam Darnold, so number three, right? <laughs> <laughs> so many flops. So everyone tempers the enthusiasm of everything we talked about, and we'll see. Uh, but I think you know they've got Garrett Wilson. They've got skilled players. Yeah. So they've got a, a better coaching staff than they've had in previous regimes. So that's the team that I think uh, with that quarterback, if he's all in, if he's really into it at thirty nine, uh, that could at least give him a good solid year or two. I don't think it'll be as bad as the. The Brett Favre visit there went, and then Favre played well with Minnesota. So I, I just think this will be um, a really interesting entertainment year, but I think he'll also production-wise be inspired and uh, and probably play some really good football too. Uh, re- real quick about the Favre thing, look at the first 11 games. Favre was really good for the Jets, yeah. were, I believe, 8-3, and three, and then right. he suffered a shoulder injury, his game went down, uh, and then the Crocs... Uh, happen and by the way, there is a Croc store in Times Square. So uh, <laughs> I'm telling Aaron, I would tell Aaron, don't go in it because then people are really going to start talking. I just think this is going to be absolute comedy. Uh, when it, if it doesn't go well early, it is going to be comedy in that city and on the fan in New York and on ESPN 970, whatever it is, uh, ESPN uh, New York. It's going to be comedy. To listen to that, we'll we'll all kind of eavesdrop because uh, this is what we love. We love the train wreck. I'm here for it. I think it'll be fun. And, and by the way, you know, the Giants have made a really good move potentially if he's healthy. And Darren Waller, Daniel Jones, yeah. our guy from Duke and Charlotte Latin High School, has stepped it up over the last year from where he was. And Saquon Barkley's back. So I, there's a competition within that city for you know get on the front page. And we know it's very important in New York beyond the football. So. I think both teams are, are making some smart moves right now. That'll be interesting to watch from afar. All right, I, I, I lied. This is the, definitely the last thing I'm going to ask you because we're <laughs> going to do a poll question tomorrow. I'm going to put it up in a little bit. Who's the best quarterback in the Southeast Division? Baker Mayfield, Derek Carr, Desmond Ritter, or the yet-to-be-drafted Panthers first-round pick? As far as opening day, it's got to be Derek Carr at this point. I, he was People forget or not, not some forget. 
he was very good two years ago, threw for over 4,000 yards, and last year was a train wreck. I'm starting to think people start to need to look at Josh McDaniels as yeah. a problem. Yeah, wherever he goes, it didn't go well the first time as a head coach. Things have fallen apart uh, fairly steadily with the Raiders there, too. So I think Derek Carr in a competent system, he's got Michael Thomas down there now. I think uh, out of the gate, he'll be the, the top of, uh, again, a mediocre to poor quarterbacking <laughs> class, but uh, he's the best of the lot. I don't know. I'm going with the unnamed quarterback for the the Panthers. Jim Jim Zoki from the Panthers Radio Network. I thank you very much for your time, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. Always fun. Thanks, Adam. You got it, Jim Zoki. I I just had other fun things to ask, Jim. I apologize for that. Let's keep it going.